We have a great show for for you coming up. Mike Rose is going to be on today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the amazing interview we had uh, last night on TV. Also, the debate coming up in just a second. First, uh, our sponsor is uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. These are people that we have really searched far and wide for. They show a very high sense of urgency. They respond to every single inquiry uh, that we get within minutes and not hours. They show uh, professional conduct at all times. They return the calls. They do what they say they promise to do, which is sell your house or help you find a new one. They're experts in properly evaluating the value of your home in your market, which is really a hard thing to do. That's what really ensures that the house sells and you get the most amount of money. And they also have to have a long track record of performance and success. So there's no part-time agents or you know new agents. These are the best best of the best in your area. So if you're looking for a real estate agent to buy or sell a home, realestateagentsitrust.com is where you need to go. realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, we are spending time talking about absolute nonsense. Uh, the Chinese are getting down to business. This hour, we'll tell you about the new Manhattan Project that the Chinese are on. Also, the dangers to your security and how far things have come with technology already that endanger you in ways that you have no idea also, the debate happened last night, and we begin there with, quote, the moderates in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. I want you to do your own homework. When it comes to finding a, a somebody that can actually give you a loan... Do your own homework and really look around. Talk to people. Today's mortgage rates are very, very low. Unfortunately, there's a lot of agencies out there that would be more than happy to charge you all kinds of upfront fees and reset you back to a 30-year term. But the good news is not everybody in the lending business is shady. Take American Finance, for example. Their mortgage consultants are salary-based, which means they're in it for you to win, not the bank. A 10-minute phone call with American Financing can get you an assessment that may save you thousands of dollars over the course of a year or definitely the course of your mortgage. There are lots of good reasons beside the current market just to refinance right now. Now may be the time to upgrade your home or to take advantage of the home equity that you have to pay for some of the renovations that you have to do in your home. American Financing can help you. Just give them a call. It's free, 800-906-2440, or go online at AmericanFinancing.net. A quick 10-minute phone call is all you need to start the process. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. We had an amazing interview uh, last night with a whistleblower. It's a whistleblower on the other side. It's a whistleblower that uh, worked at the United. I'm sorry, at the uh, UK. Em- sorry, the Ukrainian embassy. 
in Washington, D.C., uh, and met the Democratic operative, Chalupa, uh, it gave us some information last night that we had no idea. We recorded something last night. You saw the first 20 minutes of it live uh, on the TV show, and the entire 90-minute interview is going to be released this Saturday on a podcast. But this guy is a Ukrainian who knows all of the players, worked for Shokin, and then left because he didn't like the priorities of Shokin. So there's no love lost for Shokin. He has no reason to defend him. There's no, there's no, there's, there doesn't seem to be an agenda here um, with this guy other than he would like the United States out of the business of Ukraine. We're going to tell you all about that and show you some of the things that we learned um, just on last night's broadcast in, in just a couple of seconds. First, I want to start with... Uh, the, quote, moderates taking back and uh, standing up to the extremists. Now, they didn't call Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders an extremist. Didn't call either of them. What they did say is that the moderates came out. And, Stu, I don't know about you, but I've been trying to find the moderate ones in the debate. Uh, I haven't found them. Uh, That's because there are none. Glenn, uh, they are only moderate in comparison uh, to each other in approach. In, in speed. In speed towards the same destination. In speed. You see this over and over and over again. For example, um, when it comes to... Uh, I thought the most clear example of it was the wealth tax. Yes, now, The wealth too. tax is not your typical, like, oh, well, mm-hmm. God, we should make sure we restrict uh, guns for crazy people. This is a... Uh, a plan that most constitutional scholars say is unconstitutional. It was specifically debated by the founders. They specifically ruled it out. So it's like it, you'd absolutely have to go against what they talked about during the founding. It's been tested in the courts already and rejected. They'd have to just, you know, it would have to be an activist court that would say it's a living document and now it means something else to justify the policy at its very base, whether it would work or not, is a totally different situation. So what the wealth tax is, in case you don't understand, it's it goes beyond uh, it taxing people's you know income. That's an income tax. This is a wealth tax. So let's say you have uh, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank or a million dollars in the bank, um, and you not only have a million dollars in the bank, but you also have some paintings. You own a house worth a million dollars. Uh, you've got some jewelry. So let's say you're in the end, you're worth $3 million. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd fall into the wealth tax. Now, that's not your income tax. That is an accounting of everything that you own. So you own jewelry. You own a house. This is why those homes in uh, England, besides the fact that they were so huge you couldn't run them anymore. It took too many people to run them. But this is why people... Um, have gone broke in in England uh, and have lost all of those houses. One of the reasons is because you have to pay the property tax and the property tax is so high. Well, we understand that when it comes to property for a home, but we don't take that into consideration when it comes to, well, how many cars do you have? Do you have any jewelry? Do you have any art? How much say how much money do you have in savings? That's property. And so the wealth tax right. takes a, takes away 2% of whatever it is that you own 
2% you have to pay on the things that you've already bought, you already have. And by the way, you were already taxed on the money that you paid Correct. for it. So Correct. it would be a double tax. It's a tr- um, actually a triple tax because you mm-hmm. p- you paid That's it true. when you earned it. Mm-hmm. Then you paid the tax when you bought it. Mm-hmm. Now, just to keep it, you have to pay a tax. Right. And the reason why it's relatively popular in polling, uh, particularly among Democrats, is it's just a punitive class warfare tactic. Yes. It's just saying... Hey, like these people are really rich. They don't need it. You do. So you should take their stuff. And look, I, you know, people don't feel bad for millionaires, right? So, you know, and it's understandable. However, there's so many problems with it. Number one being it's not constitutionally possible. Number two, um, it also has been tried and and give credit to Andrew Yang, who is the only person who seemed to even have the, uh, the knowledge that it's been tried in multiple countries mm-hmm. and has been repealed by multiple European, the, the socialist countries they say they want to be like, which, you know, if you ask these socialist countries, they will tell you they are not socialist. But the Bernie Sanders type of countries, Sweden and such, have tried wealth taxes and repealed them because they don't work and they don't raise the amount of money that they thought they were going to raise. Right. Um, so with that being set up, when you go, they went down the, uh, they asked Elizabeth Warren about her wealth tax. And of course she said how it's not going to hurt anybody and it's going to raise enough money to give child care to every child in America, plus free college. And free, I mean, she went through this litany of things that there's absolutely no way this wealth tax would pay for. And then they went around the, uh, the, the 47 people who were up there. Now, here's what was really interesting, because they say the, the moderates took her on. no. They didn't take her on. No. What they what they said, and I, I wrote them down. They said things uh, like, um, I support it, but I endorse that idea, but that has to be part of the solution, but. So there, nobody was arguing this. Yeah, with the exception of Yang, yes. who, who was a notable exception here. But they will say, sure, that's a great thing we should do, however... We might not be able to get that done, or we need to do my idea too, or we need to do my idea first, or whatever it is, which which all those other ideas were all raised taxes as well, just on different things. And you realize that, like, here's an here's an uh, an uh, you know an, an issue that is outwardly unconstitutional, and it's not just you know Republican people saying that. It is something that was specifically debated by the founders. There's different types of taxation. It's why we needed the 16th Amendment in mm-hmm, the first place mm-hmm. to get the income tax because that was specifically debated and prohibited by the founders and we needed to amend the Constitution. Good job, guys, to, to take uh, a, a chunk of your income every week. With this, is it, there is no amendment. They just want to do it. And they if can, you want to do it, you have to change the Constitution. Right. And they're not, but they have no interest in no, actually proposing an amendment. Pass. Right. They know it won't pass. Um, and they think now they've, they've abandoned the idea they need to change the Constitution. Now it's just we just do what we want to do because we really want it. It's, we don't really like millionaires, so we want to punish them. We want to take money away from them. And you could think that this is a good idea or a bad idea, but either way, it's not allowed under our system. No matter what you feel, if you feel really passionate that we got to take 2% of everybody, every millionaire's uh, savings, every that's year. great. Every, every year. year. Right? Um, that's wonderful. However, you can't do it. So we can't even find someone who would even say that. Look, the wealth tax is an interesting idea, and you know, we, the millionaires do have too much money. However, it's you know, been shown in the courts to be unconstitutional. It's not something that we could get past. We should do these things. I don't think—you didn't even get that. 
it was all that yes that's great but i don't think we can we can get right. it done politically well here's the here's the interesting thing to show you how extreme things are this is the new york times now remember um uh, we were extremists in the Tea Party because we were calling for a revolution. Remember that? We were calling for a revolution. We were anti-government people because we wanted to change the government. Okay? That's how they, they said everybody who was for the Constitution. Just live with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Just enforce that. That was politically radical that was a revolution uh that was uh dangerous that was crazy people thought here's the new york times they said that while bernie sanders on one side is calling for and i'm quoting a political revolution on the other side of biden warren is calling for massive structural changes in our country Okay. Uh, wow, those are pr- probably pretty big. A, just you're admitting now that this is a political revolution, and they said, and Biden is stuck between the two of them, and his argument is, look, I'm the only one that's gotten big things done. Okay, so he's the moderate, mm-hmm. and according to the Times, his argument is, look, you guys can't get it done. I'm the only one that can get it done because I've gotten big things done before. What you're talking about, Bernie, is political revolution. And you, uh, Elizabeth, don't have enough uh, information in your so-called plans to be able to make anything happen. You have to tell people the truth. And I'm the guy who can tell the truth with Joe Biden. I'm the guy who can tell the truth because I've gotten things done like health care when we told everybody that there would be no increase uh, of their premiums and it would actually yeah. help them and save them all twenty five hundred dollars. I'm the guy to tell them the truth. Yeah, the argument really is I'm the guy who can lie convincingly. I'm the guy who can say we're not really going for the thing at the end of the road. We're only going for the thing halfway down the road, even though we all know we're going for the end of the road eventually. Uh, anyway, did you see the real the, the spat between the two of them, between Elizabeth Warren and yeah. Joe Biden, where uh, uh, Joe Biden said, basically, I'm the only one. In fact, Elizabeth, I'm the one who got people to vote for your cute little idea. <laughs> I'm the one who did it. And she there was a big, awkward silence. Yeah, and- there's a lot of accusations of sexism in this moment. Um, oh, jeez. That's, yeah, that's the big thing seen, everyone ran you've to. You've got to be kidding. Oh, yeah, because he was talking down to a woman. He was, he was mansplaining how he, you know, he was able to accomplish uh, this, and it was her little idea. Um, well, and, but uh, it's true. She went on, and she said, I want to thank President Obama for uh, helping uh, rally the votes for this, basically leaving him out. He got very, very testy. To me, he showed um, he showed the Hillary face last night. What are you doing? Don't you know that I'm the selected candidate? Mm, that's interesting. I mean, look, Biden did work the Senate all hard on a lot of he these did. big initiatives and deserves some credit, though, for that particular bill. I don't know how I've read reporting that he was not all that involved in that particular. What, what bill. I took away from this is he is. He is while she's getting the rap on stage as, uh, you know, Elizabeth plans 
are the only ones that work. My plan is the only plan that works. Mm-hmm. I've got a plan for everything. Okay, his his uh, overall message to me, at least, I felt was, "Don't you understand? It's my turn." Don't you understand? I'm the only one that can win with you guys. Yeah. And uh, you have to have me. That's amazing because you have to be, I mean, if you're being honest with yourself and you're a Democrat and you're thinking to yourself, we need to get Donald Trump out of office. We need one of these people to beat them. No wonder they're so passionate about impeachment. I mean, this is not a good field. Biden can barely get through a sentence. And he has, he, he has, he has real, real problems. Warren though, is so tailor-made for Donald Trump. It's incredible. She is stilted. She's stiff. She's robotic. She's, she's repetitive. She has a deer in headlights look every single time she's pushed. What do you think Donald Trump's going to do to her on a debate mm-hmm. stage? It's going I, to be devastating. I have to tell you, um, Joe Biden is going to be just, he'll, his clock will be cleaned by Trump if he was the candidate. Bernie Sanders, clean his clock. Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. cleaner clock. I mean, I, I just I, don't see anyone in the top three that could actually withstand uh, Donald Trump. See, I think Bernie can, but his ideas are so radical that I, it, it, he would go. Right. He would admit them, right? Yeah. And that's the problem with Bernie. But Bernie right. can roll in those in those circumstances. Biden also is a fighter. And I think has shown himself in in particular one on one debate moments. He's had he's had moments. I have to tell you, last night he just he, couldn't string sentences when he no. talked about Syria oh, or the tax thing. Oh, they, it was not good. He said he was going to repeal the 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 tax and then he was going to double it. And then I mean, he came up with like three ideas yep. in one sentence. Let's but, go. But last but last on this, I think those two are in a different league than Warren. Warren is is the type of candidate. That Donald Trump can own. If Donald Trump can't beat Elizabeth Warren, he can beat no one in that field. No one. If he can't beat Elizabeth Warren, and they're going to run her out there as the candidate and give him the absolute best chance possible to win this election. It's amazing. They they took her on last night. It's going to be a fight now for Elizabeth Warren. They were not fighting Joe Biden, I think. No. They They all wanted his supporters to come over to them. And so they left him alone because he's just sinking in the polls. It is Warren now who's under attack. You ever stop to think how dangerous it can be surfing on the web? One out of ten websites you visit could be malicious and compromise your computer or your phone. Not to mention where you're using Wi-Fi. Hackers can watch your activity and steal the information you're sending and receiving, like passwords, social security numbers, or your financial account information. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Now... With the growing number of types of cyber threats, I'm going to tell you one this uh, this hour that'll blow your mind. Something that just happened in in uh, Japan. Antivirus software isn't enough because it only protects part of your digital life. This is why you really need to have Norton Secure VPN. With the benefits that come with it, it secures your Wi-Fi connection to help protect your online privacy. Now, there's also Norton 360, and with Norton 360, you get the VPN I've been talking about, plus real-time security for your uh, devices, and a password manager to securely manage all of your logins and passwords, and a lot more. Nobody can prevent uh, cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your cyber safety. 
Get up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's up to 50% off your first year at Norton.com slash Beck. Pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, let's look at the overall winners and losers uh, from last night. Two winners that I would highlight. Uh, one, Pete Buttigieg. I thought it yes. was very solid and did a good job and was much more aggressive than he's been in previous debates. Went after, had a really good exchange with Beto that he clearly won uh, and and was not afraid to go after uh, the Sanders and Warren um, side. Mm-hmm. He's clearly trying to position himself to be the Biden fallback candidate mm-hmm. uh, i think it's a it's the right move for him and mm-hmm. i think he did a good job with it last night uh, another person going for the exact same thing that i thought did a really good job last night as far as performance level all of their policies suck we should note that amy klobuchar had by far her best debate she's probably too far behind to make for it to make a difference but she i think set herself apart from the other what you would call in massive air quotes moderate candidates her and Buttigieg, I think, are, are vying for that second spot if Biden crumbles. So if you had, um, if Biden would win, I think he would go with Klobuchar uh, as his vice president. Possibly. Uh, I think Gabbard is definitely in that conversation, though. Gabbard, if, at every opportunity in these debates, t- goes after the people Biden needs taken out and sides with Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, they, if they do not have, if we do not find out in six months that they had an agreement this entire time, I will be stunned. She does it every time. She did it even in her, in her late, uh, and she's good, by she's the way. She's playing wingman. Yeah, she's playing wingman. Yeah. I think she wants Secretary of Defense, honestly, yeah. is I think what she, I think she wants. Uh, I would also say a positive night for Sanders. I mean, Sanders needed to come out and show he wasn't going to die on stage, and I thought he did a good job at doing that. He showed yeah. good energy. He yeah. was feisty. He's burning, and he's, his policies are insane, but he way outperformed Warren, who I thought was one of the biggest losers in that it, the good thing she was being targeted, so she's signaling to the audience, hey, she's the front runner now. That is a positive, but she did not handle it well. She has these weird red lines that she will not cross. For example, she just will not say she's going to raise taxes on the middle class to pay for all this crap. But why would she? They, I, Barack Obama it. didn't have to do it. Everyone yeah, but, knows it. Bernie says it. Everyone says but it. But everyone knew it. it on health care, and Barack Obama yeah. never said it. Joe Biden never said it. They talked the opposite. It's going to save you money. And that, But the, again, that's the sort of stuff Trump will eat up. When she repeats the same answer evasively for the fourth time, Trump is going to just call her out and destroy her in those moments. She is tailor-made for Donald Trump as a candidate. And they're, Keep she, that to yourself, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Edit that out. Stations, please edit that out. We're live. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Thanksgiving is coming. If your family is anything like uh, my family, you're going to have to... You know, work the miracle of the five loaves and, you know, two turkeys just to feed all the people who'll be crammed in your house uh, all at once. While we're on the subject of everybody coming and seeing the inside of your house, um, you might want to consider looking at your blinds. And I know this is, you know, you think anything that you do to your house is expensive, but it's not. Uh, Blinds.com has you covered when it comes to blind shades, plantation shutters even. And they want you to have a perfect Thanksgiving. So they are offering a guarantee that your order will be delivered before Thanksgiving or it's free this year. Give all the relatives something to talk about besides politics and religion. 
update your house. Go to Blinds.com now through October 24th for Blinds.com's Buy More, Save More. You'll save up to 35%, plus you'll save an extra 20 bucks with promo code BECK at Blinds.com for up to 35%. Promo code BECK at Blinds.com. They guarantee that they'll have them there by your house before the company arrives for Thanksgiving. Rules and restrictions do apply. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn tonight. A whistleblower from Ukraine gives a story that's a little different than the whistleblowers you've been hearing here. So I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the future, the very near future, uh, as in 2020. I don't think that you're going to be able to believe your eyes or ears. Do you remember when I said this to you, Stu, in the 90s? Mm-hmm. And remember how was, yeah. crazy that seemed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. It doesn't, didn't seem like it was a, a nearby possibility. It seemed yeah. a little flying cars-ish. Right. Uh, well, do you remember what we were talking about it at had the time? To, it, to give you the time frame reference, it had something to do with friends. I remember something to do. We were for some reason Friends was the hot show, and you were using that as the example. And I remember thinking, you know, picturing like Jennifer Aniston doing these things because you were talking. You were talking about um, how it was everything from advertisements, where like you'd be able to customize the shows for for each advertisement, um, which of course is totally happening now online, mm-hmm. right? This is before that was even really a thing, mm-hmm. um, and it was also you'd be able to take you know people from celebrities or political figures and simulate them we know that i think princess leia is going to be in another 15 movies apparently i know i I think i remember it was that uh people that had the right look the right voice um that you and they were like jennifer aniston you could jennifer aniston could do a movie Without ever doing the movie. Yeah. She would just sign her right and say, yeah, go ahead. You can use my image, my voice, and everything. And you would never know that it wasn't Jennifer Aniston. And we're here now. We're yeah. Forget signing your likeness away. I mean, you know, Carrie Fisher's dead. Yeah, I know. And she's still doing these movies. I know. Okay, so I, I, want, you to, I want you to listen to a couple of things here. Um, first... I've been calling for a U.S. Manhattan Project for AI for a long time. It is my feeling, and I have nothing to back this up, it is my feeling that we are doing a Manhattan Project. We just don't know about it because there's absolutely no way the Pentagon and, um, and uh, DARPA are letting AI go to China. Just, I can't believe that that would happen. So I believe we are doing um, some sort of a Manhattan Project on on super AI. We have to be the first. But let me give you this. China is now doing a Manhattan Project. It's called the AI Manhattan Project in China. And they have partnered with Google. Google bought an AI company a while back called DeepMind. Uh, and DeepMind is to create, and I'm not 
kidding, a godlike sort of AI system that is able to ingest all of the public information on the Internet and make sense of it. Think of uh, Amazon Alexa, except much, 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 much more intelligent. Uh, she never says, I don't understand. She never says, here's what I found on the Internet, and it's wrong. It is, it is, it is anticipating your questions and your needs. Uh, it, is, it is first will be in place in China, but whoever gets there first wins. China has the people and the data that Google wants because they have so much data over in China to crunch. And they're also crunching all of your data at the same time. Now, let me show you what's coming by what just happened. If you think that, well, I don't have anything to hide. If you think that it's crazy that... um you know, uh, you have any kind of privacy at all. Let me tell you what a hacker just did in Japan. Now, this is a guy who was in love with this female pop idol. And he just followed her social media. However, here's what, here's what ended up happening. He started to stalk her, and he knew where she was based on photographs so she would take a picture of herself in her apartment let's say and if she took it while she was facing the window she took a snap he took and he expanded that and he went to the pupil of her eye Mm. and saw the reflection of what was outside of the window then took google maps this is this is not some genius This is just a guy better at this than we are. He took Google Maps and he mapped where what she was, what was reflected in her eyes to find out exactly where she was. When you read the story about this, it is you you realize they're going to know who you're with, where you are at any time. They, anybody who says, I can just wear a mask in Hong Kong, well, no, they will find you because if they have a picture of you in the mask, if anybody else's face around you is exposed, even if they're not in the picture, you'll be able to see it in the reflection of your eyes. I mean, that's incredible. And this guy actually did find the pop star, right? Oh, he found her several times. He found her several times mm. just by just by looking at the reflection of her eyes. He could tell w- exactly where she was, and he found her several times. And he he is going into jail now for um, indecent uh, activity and also for stalking. But the the thing that I know you read this, and I read these tech stories, and most people don't read. Most people don't read stories. I don't read all stories all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, unless I'm reading the New York Times and it's about politics because that's where they always put the nuggets is at the very end. <laughs> um, but when it comes to something like this, especially a pop star and somebody, uh, but because it is, it's tech-related, I read all the way. It also says that people shouldn't make the V sign or the peace sign with their hand, as people in Japan often do. Now, why? 
Why shouldn't you make the peace sign? Why shouldn't you make the okay sign here in oh, America? White supremacy. Huh? You should, white supremacy. White supremacy. Yes, That's what that. we would say mm-hmm. yeah. here in America. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't take a picture with you making a peace sign or okay sign or your hands up sign or anything like that. Because now social media people can zoom in and steal your fingerprints. This isn't the government. Remember when it was a big deal when the government could read your license plate from space? Now average people can zoom in close enough, tight enough for your pictures on, uh, online, read the map of where you are with the reflection in your eye by combining that reflection with Google mapping. And if you have your hand up, it can read your fingerprints and steal them. Incredible. I mean, and this is the beginning of this. This is the beginning. It's the beginning of this. This I mean, is this is without AI. This right. is without people are having to do this stuff manually. Yeah. When yeah. you have when you have AI or the government has super AI, there's no place to go. There's no there's you're you're done. You know, we we talked about this. Do you remember when Nest first came in? And we talked to some people at the Department of Homeland Security. And the reason why I was so against it is because I was talking to people who were inside the the beast. And they were like, yeah, you know what we already do? We can already figure out if you're a terrorist or if you're on a watch list, if you've left your house by the energy and the water output. And so what happens if we're watching you, we can tell, uh, wait, they're using less water in other words one person didn't return home last night and take a shower or they're drinking too too few or they're flushing the toilet one person too short for Mm. that house and not only can they do that they can then say go in and look at the algorithm for anyone he has connections to has the water usage in their house gone up by one person. Right. Did they sleep over? Right. Where were they last night? Right. So they yeah. weren't there because we can tell because of the water. You. This is 10 years ago. We can tell that by the water usage, they're not there. Run all of their contacts that you have through social media and everything else. Run the entire web of people they're connected to. Did their water usage go up by one person? If it did... Is there footage of cars from point A to point B? Is there an airline ticket? Is there a railroad ticket? Is there any kind of trail that they use that we can have on camera? They find you. This is 10 years ago. They could find you that fast. Mm. I mean, there was a, uh, another thing that, you know, they, these insurance companies, give you these apps and it's really good to have them because of course you can access your information whenever you need to you get your card ready mm-hmm. you can look at your history mm-hmm. um and you know and you know what that maybe they'll even save you some money you know you so you want to put this on your phone obviously it's free and it might save you some money get access to your your information easier one of the things that they're finding with some of these uh apps mm-hmm. is they're able to they detect whether at night you're charging your phone or not why the heck would anyone care about that well everyone who's living a stable life and has a phone 
plugs their phone in at night to charge it, right? That's what you do. Everyone does it. That is, unless you're a a crazy psychopath and decide to charge it only during the day, there's no reason to do it. Everyone does it at night. The time you don't do it at night is when you've had way too much to drink and you come home and you pass out on your bed and the phone falls out on the floor and just sits there all night. And what they're finding is they can have a tie between people who routinely don't charge their phone at night to do they have a, a, a drug problem? Do they have a drinking problem? And they can detect this and see you as a higher risk individual. Little things like that that in a million years, I mean, and think about the mapping. You, if you pull into the same bar every single night, what are they going to know about you? They're going to know more more information than they should have and about your life. And people will say, well, we, sh- we should know about that person. I mean, <laughs> of course, you know, that's, they, what they, yeah. that's what they'll say. Yeah, and, and look, they, if, you, if, you go, if you agree to it, the insurance company would say, look, what we're, this is good for people who don't do that. We're going to save 10% for the person who's not going to the bar every single night, and we're going to charge it to that person instead. But when you don't understand what they're judging you on, and those things might not be accurate. What if you're just a person who's like, I want to I I go to a more simplified digital life, and I don't want to be on my phone all the time. I'm not charging it overnight. I'll plug it in on my way to my car, and that's the only time I want to use it, or whatever. There's a million different reasons you wouldn't charge your phone. I mean, being a psychopath is one of them, uh, but also there's the legitimate reasons. So I was in Galveston over the weekend for a wedding, and uh, we were talking about technology. And I said, guys, if anybody wanted to find us, because we just walked. We just walked, and we, we ended up at this restaurant, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, if somebody wants to find us right now, they can find us right now. Why? We haven't paid the bill yet. You know, not a problem. Um, this person works for me. I'm in Galveston for his wedding, uh, his wedding. Uh, he works as a chef for the company. They know that when I go be, just because of the records, they know when I go to a city, I usually go to restaurants of his recommendation and he's usually eaten there before. He was the guy who a couple of days ago said, hey, you know, if you're out, you should look for this restaurant. We did. We were out. We were just meandering. We saw it and we were like, oh, let's go here. You don't think that they have the records of him eating there? And it's all the metadata that just zeroes in right to where everybody is. And we saw this with, uh, was it the uh, Golden State Killer? It was one of these big serial killers where it it wasn't that he had screwed up and put his DNA somewhere. It was that just a relative of his had, and they were able to detect and narrow it down to this one person. So you might think this is funny, but here's your first warning, and soon you won't uh, think it's funny. Don't put your hands up. Don't make a peace sign. Don't put a hands up sign. Uh, don't do that in any of your social media because they are now able, not, not governments, criminals, are now able to take your fingerprints and use them against you. Hmm. All right. David is a fan of ours and an avid fan of golf. However, there came a time when David wasn't able to play anymore because of his his pain in his left hand and his right knee. So he had to give up golf. But being in so much pain all the time was the real problem, not just golf. He was desperate for some kind of relief. That's when he discovered Relief Factor. Like many people in this audience, he was skeptical, but decided to give it a try. He says within two days, he could hold his golf club again. And then within a couple of weeks, he was, about, he was back out on the golf course. 
David isn't skeptical anymore. Neither am I. Just try it. Relief Factor. It works for 70% of the people who take it. For only $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. That's a small risk for the potential of lifetime with less pain. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Glad you are uh, glad you are here. Uh, we have uh, Nick DiPaolo on. He's uh, going to bring us up to speed on his thoughts of the NBA and China and LeBron. Uh, also, I don't know if you heard this, but Portland is leading the world again, getting rid of urinals because eh, it's too manly. Um, also, we want to talk about a little bit more of the debates, and we're going to be playing the cuts from the whistleblower. We have more on this tonight. Uh, but last night we had a Ukrainian whistleblower on. He's a guy that was working at the Ukrainian embassy in the U.S. He was told to be the point man with the DNC operative uh, who the DNC operative was uh, Miss Chalupa, who was the one that was digging for dirt on Trump and using the Ukrainian embassy and the Ukrainian um, uh, apparatus in Ukraine to spy on Donald Trump. There were some amazing things that he told us yesterday. He corrected us on one part. It wasn't really significant. What One part on the chalkboard. uh, And he brought to light the Soros connection in a completely different way that you won't hear any place else. We'll talk about that. Coming up, Nick DiPaolo is next. Also, Mike Rowe is joining us for the program. Don't miss a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Millions of Americans, including myself, suffers from sleep apnea. Do you have it? You may not even know that you have it, but I'm telling you, if you're diagnosed with it, it makes all the difference in the world. I use a CPAP machine to help me breathe steadily through the night. I've, I've used one for about 10 years. Now, they're supposed to be cleaned every day. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But it's really important that it does, because when you get sick, um, it impacts it way back into your sinuses. So that's why I have So Clean, the world's first automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It, cl- it kills 99%, uh, 99.9% of the germs. You just throw it in this thing, you close the lid, it starts, and it's clean for you every day. Try So Clean risk-free for 30 nights. It's even shipped for free. Call 800-520-1813. 800-520-1813. So Buddha Judge is upset uh, because he says jokes, jokes hurt people, uh, and and Dave Chappelle is he just doesn't under, understand at some point it's just hurtful. 
and he doesn't understand that. Also, Lebr- LeBron James said, okay, I, I said my piece about China, and I'm not going to talk about it again. You think that's a good idea, LeBron? We talked to Nick DiPaolo about both of those in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you don't know your numbers, you have no idea about your business. You don't know your business. You really don't. For instance, um, when you're looking and you're trying to manage your sales department, the finance, the accounting, the orders, the HR, all of the numbers, there is no common dashboard. I can't tell you how long I asked for a dashboard. Can I get a dashboard of everything? Well, there wasn't a service out there that was doing it. I need a dashboard. I need to see what all the numbers are because I can't make any decisions. We're bluffing on so many decisions. Now there is NetSuite. NetSuite has all of that. It's by Oracle. It's a cloud-based business management software that gives you visibility and control that you need to control uh, to grow. You, you need to know your numbers. Save time and money and unnecessary headaches by managing your sales, finance, accounting, your orders, your HR, everything from your desktop or your phone. Companies that use NetSuite tend to grow three times faster than the S&P 500. There's a reason for it. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Beck. That's netsuite.com slash Beck. Uh, Go there now, download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com slash Beck. All right, we wanted to check in with uh, Nick DiPaolo today, and uh, I really wanted to get his uh, view on China and the NBA and LeBron James. I mean, it just seems it just seems ripe for him to pick that out of the tree. Welcome to the program, Mr. Nick DiPaolo, where you can find him at nickdip.com. Hi, Nick. No, I don't, I, we don't have any audio from Nick. I don't know why. Are you there, Nick? Must not be hearing you, it so appears. Hearing me, okay. This is why you test these things before, and they work yeah. before, and then you get on the air, and they don't it's work. It's like when you go to the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. except it's in reverse. Yeah. You know, everybody is seeing it not work. We went to the doctor, and it was like, it's fine. It's fine. Now? No. Oh, would you get your car fixed, and you bring it in, and you're like, oh, there's this rattling when I take a left-hand turn, and then they go drive around oh. with you and just, just look at you like you're insane. I just did this with my just did with this with my wife the other day. I was like, my car is making this sound. What what sound is this? And it was making it the whole time while I'm <laughs> saying it to her. And she's like, what sound? And I said, listen. And then nothing. Anyway, Nick, Nick DiPaolo, how are you, sir? Uh, tremendous. Glenn, you look like a professor at Berkeley teaching women's studies. I don't, I don't know why. I don't What's know with why. What's the turtleneck? I'm, I'm sweating just looking at you. Really? really? Well, I'm, you look like you're in some, I don't even know, Honeymooners <laughs> episode. Uh, welcome to the program. Let's, let's talk about the NBA and the incredible statement from LeBron James. First of all, I didn't know basketball was so big in China. It makes no sense. I looked it up. The average Chinese person is five foot two. <laughs> they should be selling foot ladders and human growth hormones to these people, not uh, not shoes. Right. These guys couldn't dunk if you gave them a cup of coffee and a crulla. Uh, the the NBA, uh, Glenn, to put it mildly, is uh, Nike's bitch. Let's put it that way. The, 
but the middle class in China is 400 million people. That's 800 million feet. And they sold 150 uh, million pair of sneakers in China. And here's the odd thing. Not one of them was oversized three. Right. So, you know, we we are we've been looking at the numbers. And when you look at the numbers as a business person, if you just care about money, you're like, are you kidding me that we could just do business in China and we will be much better off than we are doing business in the rest of the world. But then there's that kind of thing like, yeah, but they are killing people for their organs. Don't we do that over here? <laughs> no. I, so that's I, what I was told by Elizabeth Warren in the debates <laughs> and everything last night. Yeah. Look, Nike Nike should come up with a shoe next week called the LeBron and only charge people uh, 50% because it, it will come without a soul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, LeBron James knows about as much about China as the guy that makes the Kung Pao chicken at Lean Cuisine. <laughs> and. Now we're going to power forwards in the NBA for a geopolitical news. And uh, what next? 16-year-old girls on climate change. Come on. What is going on, Glenn? So what do you think? So what should the NBA do? Should these companies? I mean, I just read a story uh, that Google is now doing a Manhattan project for AI with China. And. Uh, you know, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't think anybody who's uh, well, maybe a lot of the people at Google are comfortable with yeah. that. But you would think that you would look at China and go, "That's really bad." I think, as you just said, we've sold our soul to the devil for cash. It's everything that the the left says they hate, and the right really does hate. But nobody's well, doing anything. Well, you know, Nike is evil. First of all, somebody tell LeBron that you know. It's a 10-year-old girl chained to a loom for 18 hours a day without a pee break making his sneakers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's going to hang herself with his laces. Right. If, you're that, if you're that hard up, I mean, if it's all about money, move the NBA to China. Do, do me a favor. I hate the NBA. I, I, it's the only pro sport I don't follow. I can't follow a, a, a pro sport where what player on what team is determined by who's hanging out with who at the strip club in Atlanta on Friday night. I just, <laughs> I can't stand. Uh, so yeah, move the whole league to China. Do me a favor. And, uh, and this is all because of Yao Ming or Ming Yao. I can't remember what I had last night. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, let me, let me uh, switch to uh, Portland uh, oh has God. become a, a leader now uh, to show the rest of the world what we need to do with our bathrooms. I would, well, first of all, Portland is a bathroom. I wouldn't do, they keep asking me to do comedy there. Why would I go there? They're removing, Glenn, they're removing urinals and men's rooms. And you know what the reason is? Because women can't use them. This is the textbook definition of emasculation, making guys sit down to pee, literally. Okay, if that's true, that's why we're removing urinals because women can't use them. I don't want to see any more tampon dispensers in ladies' rooms. I can't use those. It's been 25 years since I got punched in the nose you know, in a bar fight. But, uh, <laughs> right. What, I mean, and, and while you're at it, get rid of the breastfeeding rooms, okay? The closest I ever came to lactating was when I was trying to drink milk watching a Benny Hill rerun. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but I, get, get rid of those. And, 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 uh, and, the, and the condom dispensers, I'm guessing condom dispensers are going to be gone. What are, what are single guys supposed to use for, for protection? LifeLock? Bad cologne, <laughs> saran wrap. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. All because they can't. And by the way, women can. 
piece standing up, if you know anything about the Steele dossier. But go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have, uh, by the way, we have a whistleblower uh, uh, regarding that coming up in just a a few minutes. Do you really? Yeah, we have um, we have a guy from the Ukraine who was uh, tasked by the Ukrainian embassy to help the DNC dig up uh, information on Russia and Trump. Uh, so everything that they said, wow. yeah, everything they said that was was happening with Donald Trump, they were actually doing. We have this guy. I talked to him yesterday for about 90 minutes, maybe two hours. Uh, and he has some amazing things to say. We have that coming up in, in uh, you, just a few minutes. When you, when you said whistleblower, I thought we were still on the urinal thing. I, no. <laughs> you have you have contacts with a men's room attendant? <laughs> <laughs> no, the no, tax I, department. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, uh, let me. Uh, did you watch the debate last night at all? I did. I, 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 this is how you know I'm not a serious show. I kept uh, flipping back between that and the Yankees and Astros. And, uh, but let me say something. I, I think the- Anderson Cooper may have been doing that. <laughs> he is so handsome, isn't he? I would love to see him in a Speedo. That guy is delicious. Please. Uh, the debates, the debates, the Democratic debate should come with a trigger warning. You know, watching this could induce vomiting. I, I can't. Uh, the last time I saw that many losers on one stage was the Nuremberg trials. And, <laughs> and, and, and Liz Warren took a pounding last night. She, she got hit so bad, she's changing her Indian name to Wounded Duck. <laughs> she I haven't was, seen a, a woman didn't get roughed up like that. Last time a woman got roughed up like that, uh, Clinton was leaving a Motel 6 at 3 in the morning with <laughs> Kathleen Willey. You, uh, uh, you, you watched that last night and you saw, well, I mean, uh, generally speaking, if you watched any of that last night, um, you saw Elizabeth Warren get mad. You saw, and, and kind of act like Hillary Clinton. You saw, uh, Joe Biden get mad and act like Hillary Clinton. And meanwhile, Hillary Clinton is on the sideline saying, you know, I, if, if this goes down with Joe Biden, maybe I should get back in. <laughs> Who doesn't get the message? We don't want Hillary Clinton. Uh, I think, and I'm dead serious, but I've been saying none of those people are going to be the nominee. It's I really think Bloomberg's going to get in there. But I mean, Joe Biden, he's still one of the front runners. He, did you see him last night? He, he had the energy of a chemo patient. He was uh, he was talking about <laughs> Wall Street. Wall Street is clipping coupons. I, I've watched the movie Wall Street ten times. Not once did Gordon Gecko take a pair of scissors to the penny saber <laughs> to pocket 50 cents on a roll of Charmin. What the hell is he talking about? And, and then Bernie Sanders, I thought I had a miserable personality. Somebody introduced this guy to a bran muffin. This guy is the most unlikable. He, i got to give him credit. Last week he was in the hospital having a matzo ball removed from his aorta, and he's out there still fighting, so we'll give him some credit. I was, surpri- but, I was uh, surprised on how how well he did last night after having a heart attack. I mean, it's clear sign that nobody in his life loves him. Because, no, seriously, because anyone in my life, if I were running for president and, and uh, I had a heart attack, everybody in my life would go, you're not going to the debate. And I'd say, I'd have to. You're not going to the debate. Nobody, really? everybody in his family is like, yeah, Dad, you should go to the debate. You're, You're like, really we should. don't want you. We don't want you uh, on Thanksgiving. Right. His wife's like pushing him out the door on a dolly. Yeah. Right. He, he said he said there should be no such things as billionaires too. That was the other thing that really peed me off. Oh yeah, billionaires have done such damage to this world. Haven't Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Branson, uh, Sam Walton? He's just a, look. He's a hippie. 
He's a guy who didn't get off his parents' couch till he's 65. And uh, he, he just, it's really all based in envy and it's kind of disgusting to me. So where do you think this, uh, where do you think this ends? You think would... Bloomberg? Because I don't think Bloomberg. Bloomberg is now saying that he wants to get in again. He might, he might step back in. It's just not, nobody wants Bloomberg either. Uh, I don't. If, if Biden falls on his, he can, Bloomberg keeps saying if Biden falters. Well, how much more can he falter? He's bleeding from his eyes. <laughs> I know his te- his teeth are falling out when he speaks. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bloomberg has to get in there because they might start selling, you know, 40-ounce Cokes again at the the theater. But uh, he's a nanny. He's kind of a swishy nanny. But he's very smart, and he took over, did all right with New York. I was living there when he was mayor. But, again, Giuliani did most of the muscle work there. But, uh, you know, I I, I don't particularly like him, but I can see him having appeal after what they're trying to do and what they've done to Trump for the last— uh, they kept saying how unconscious what he's the most lawless president ever. Didn't Obama put 160 billion on a wooden crate and send it to Tehran? Yes. Didn't Obama create a deep state and spy on Trump while he was running for president? And this guy's the most lawless. What are they talking about? Yeah, it's it's crazy. When I when I, I I about have an aneurysm every time I hear them say that because the press just doesn't look in. I mean, they're already excusing Joe Biden. The, the, the question on Joe Biden's son last night was phrased, you know, this has been completely debunked. But what do you have to say about it? Did you see how he pivoted on that? He pivoted like a second baseman uh, turning a double play. It was beautiful. He's like, we did. Me and my son did nothing wrong. But let's stay on Trump. He's the real crook. That's <laughs> right. as good as he can do after right. 40 years in Washington. Right. And n- nice. And nobody nobody jumped on him. They all they're all like we just we'd say something, but uh, we want his supporters to be our supporters. So we're going to keep our mouth shut and just let him just melt down. No, you're exactly right. They watching a, a debate on CNN. They're just tossing softballs. Yeah. And, they, and there's no follow ups and there's not the, just the tone compared to when, you know, and people make fun of Fox News. But when they do a debate, they actually dig a little deeper. But, you know, that shouldn't surprise us after what we found out about CNN this week. I mean, all right, we'll get to that here in just a second. Nick DiPaolo uh, in uh, in just uh, one minute. We're back into the show. So you walk into the dentist's office. For a root canal. Pretty soon you find yourself in the chair, unsure whether you're about to be waterboarded or have your teeth drilled, uh, and you're not really clear on which one would be worse. When the dentist comes in, you finally say, you know, how many times have you done this before? And he's like, I don't know, a couple of times. I mostly do this part-time. Do you get out of the chair? The answer is yes. Now, while they're not drilling your teeth, it feels like that sometimes when you're trying to sell your house. Don't have someone sell your house that's doing it part time or, you know, this is just a first. You want somebody that is experienced because there isn't any gas going along with your uh, with your operation of selling your home. And believe me, you need some laughing gas a month into this stuff. So don't go through the hassle. Get the right real estate agent. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. 10 seconds, station ID. So I assume that you're talking about uh, Project Veritas and uh, when you said what we found out about CNN. Tell me, yes. t- tell me your view on this. Well, first of all, James O'Keefe is doing God's work. This guy's the greatest journalist ever. But, but you know, 
Did we really have to send somebody undercover to CNN to find out they were anti-Trump? What are we? What are we going to do? What are we going to do next? Infiltrate the WWE to find out if wrestling's fake? I, I, you know, right, right. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to do a sting operation to find out if CNN is crooked. Just go to any Delta terminal and any airport in the country and watch people throwing their egg McMuffins at the TV right. monitor. I mean, it's really that easy. This. That's one of my biggest fears, Glenn. By the way, because I fly a lot that I'm going to die in a plane crash. And the last, the last voice I'm going to hear is Wolf Blitzer in my head or see, <laughs> see the face of Jeannie Most. Uh, that's my worst <laughs> But I can't believe not- Jeannie Most has been on TV forever, and most people will have <laughs> no idea who she is until you see her, and they're like, oh, yeah, her. Well, she does those real hard-hitting pieces. Oh, yeah, Panera yeah. is using frozen mac and cheese. Oh, you know, stuff so like bad. that. Uh, so bad. But uh, how, do, how do we not know CNN's corrupt? You know who the voice of CNN is for the last 30 years? Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Right. Darth Vader. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't trust it. You, you never trust a news organization whose star anchorman is named Wolf. Uh, but he's German, and they're great at propaganda. They, right. Wolf Blitzer is really is Zucker's Gerbil. Joseph Goebbels, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's as crooked as a, a rattlesnake with scoliosis, and, but he, he keeps failing upward, this guy. I mean, he trashed CNN, uh, uh, NBC, then he goes to CNN, and their ratings are you know, lower than AOC's IQ, but uh, <laughs> probably got to step in and run for president. Speaking of uh, AOC, did you see that uh, all of, all of the, uh, the squads coming out to stand behind? Except Ringo. Ringo is uh, not Yeah, Ringo's board. not coming. Which uh, one's Ringo? Uh, Presley? Is the, is the Ringo. Oh, she's yes, the one the, that no one knows, and so she's the Ringo. She's like, she, I'm in the squad, too, and you're like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> She'll be crying racism about this. She's the one yeah. who actually wants to uh, decriminalize shoplifting in Boston. She's quite a piece of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people make me want to puke blood. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but how do you really feel? So they are all getting together today. They're making a big announcement uh, that they are all going to be supporting Bernie Sanders. So it's no surprise um, but well, it is when you think about it. The communists are supporting a socialist, so that's a, it's actually a positive. <laughs> <laughs> are they really? All these women of color are going to support the the ninety? I was looking at Biden, and, and he's right next to Bernie Sanders during the debate. They, they look like a couple of statues that like uh, the Antifa kids would want to pull down. <laughs> no, they're you know what they are? They're the two <laughs> Muppets up in the balcony. Yes, <laughs> the two angry Muppets. I hate all of this. <laughs> you know, we can improve this theater. Turn the turn the seats around. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, that's exactly who they are. At least the Muppets were funny. These people, the most humorless I have ever. Well, let me ask. Look at this. Did you see yeah. what uh, Buddha Judge said about uh, what's his name, Dave Chappelle? Let me, uh, let that, me, he wa- can we... that he wants to date him? No, let, let me play oh, okay. this. Listen to this. Part of Dave Chappelle's shtick in the last couple of comedy specials he did was deliberately making fun of transgender people. I don't want to write these jokes, but I just can't stop. So should that just be turned off? Should he not have a Netflix deal? Like, so I, I didn't. Uh, I haven't seen the special. Uh, I will say that there comes a point where you're just straight up hurting people, and uh, oh, I don't God. know what goal you're hoping to achieve. Uh, as much as there's uh, been a lot of political. <laughs> correctness there's also this weird way in which it's become fashionable to attack political correctness mm. that i think has become its own weird correctness out there yeah nick that's you he's talking about you 
He's a he's talking about anybody with a sense of humor. He's an idiot. First of all, he's, he's standing on six phone books during that interview. <laughs> uh, it, it's fashionable to go after people who are trying to silence us. Yes, this is the United States. It's something called the First Amendment. I, I can't believe this guy was in the military. I, I, I really can't. Probably just wanted to take showers with fellas, but okay. I can't All believe. Right. Oh, it's a joke. Relax, Glenn. Your people are open-minded, but I, I can't. He's more radical than Obama. He hides it with his little uh, boy's regular haircut and his three-dollar clip-on tie. But he, you know what though? Can I just say this? I think he's the most intelligent one of the people that are on stage. I just, I, I can't stand what he stands for. But I, but I actually think he is the most intelligent one up there. He so. could be the guy who rockets to the top if everybody else. Bloomberg. Uh, uh, Bloomberg. He's sticking with Bloomberg. <laughs> Glenn, can I plug two gigs real quick? Yeah, quickly. Yeah, go up? ahead. Uh, November 8th and 9th, Kansas City Comedy Club. November 22nd, the Historic Ritz Theater in Brunswick, Georgia. And November 23rd, the Tiff Theater in Tifton, Georgia. And I love you, Glenn. Turtleneck or not, you God, are the God bless fan. you. NickDip.com. Follow him. NickDip.com. Nick DiPaolo. Back in a minute with The Whistleblower. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So we, we've talked on this program a lot about how investing in gold and silver is a good hedge against inflation and craziness. Um, but gold is a good investment for building wealth, not just protecting it. When you're trading with the most stable currency known to man, you can use that as leverage to your financial advantage. I don't know if you saw, but one of the central banks in Europe came out this week and said, uh, we need to start looking at gold as the currency for the next breakdown, for a restart. How is that not everywhere? This is a central bank saying we need to look at gold to restart the global economy. Uh, boy, that doesn't... What a conspiracy theorist he is, right? What a fear monger. Or what a truth teller. Please do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. If you think you can't afford it, think again. Ask them about the accumulation special that they have now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. Go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLEN. Why? You're going to want to see a whistleblower from Ukraine being interviewed tonight. Watch Glenn TV. Just got this uh, email in, and it's from uh, Alex. And uh, Alex wrote in, I'm a conservative, but I'm not naive enough to believe this question would ever be answered by you on your show. You got my attention. Glenn, why should we bother? Goods conservatives play by the rules while spineless establishment conservatives kowtow to the leftist establishment which has proven time and time and time again that they couldn't care less about the will of the people and will use sleazy loopholes or enable the judicial system, which is only meant to interpret laws, not enact them, to create, enact, and enforce laws that were never passed through Congress. You're fighting a losing battle if you think the spineless Republicans will put an ounce of effort into fighting for their constituents. And if you do, 
you're hopelessly stupid. If you think the left won't employ every illicit means by which to enforce their legislation, then you're also hopelessly stupid. Why do you insist on fighting for a side whose only date is to die a slow and agonizing death? Wow, I don't want to live in your world, uh, Alex. Um, I, I understand your point. I think the, as I said on uh, television last night, or maybe it's going to be in the podcast, I was talking to a whistleblower and I said, look, I don't care um, who gets who gets what as long as it's justice. When it comes to this impeachment thing, I don't care if Joe Biden uh, did or didn't do it. If he did do it, he should pay the price. If he didn't do it, we should know about it. If the DNC is dirty, we should know about it. If Donald Trump and, and his sons are dirty, we should know about it and let everybody pay exactly the same price. I'm sick of it. And you're right. As I said last night, if I were to describe what's happening in Ukraine, my guess is, now I don't know this, but my guess is that the Democrats are totally dirty in Ukraine. But the Republicans, and we know Mitch McConnell is, is just as dirty, if not more, uh, in his own life with his wife. How do these guys become millionaires, multiple millionaires? They're dirty. They're dirty. And I want them all exposed. And I think that each one of these parties thinks the other one is the Titanic and they are the iceberg not knowing that they're both the Titanic. And the iceberg is truth. Now, I will tell you this. I don't know how this ends. I don't know. I mean, you know, Alex, I don't know what you do to fight against the machine. But this is a part of life. Freedom is not free. And every generation has to fight for its freedom. And I believe we are in the fight for our lives. We are, this is, this is the one that will either enslave, I don't know how many generations, usually it lasts 80 years, but with technology, this could be the cap that is on for all time. I'm not going to stand around, and I'm not going to stand around doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I went through the Tea Party. I, I stood up for what was right. We voted for the Republicans. I no longer believe the Republicans. I don't trust them to do anything. I know who they are. I know who the press is. I'm in the press. I've seen it firsthand. If you think it's bad, I've said this for years. If you think it's bad to watch television and cable news, you should watch it from the inside being made. You will lose all hope when you watch it from the inside. Now, I could have said that, and I could have stayed at Fox or CNN and just said, well, what's the point? Why fight? Instead, I decided to fight thinking foolishly that we could get into the cable industry and be a force on cable. You can't unless you have hundreds of millions of dollars. You can't do it. Okay, that's fine. So why are we in the cable thing? Well, there's some people still there, but the future is digital. 
well, why even fight Google and YouTube and Facebook? They've got algorithms. Yeah. But look at the difference the Internet and conservatives online have made already. If all of us would have just given up, we'd be doomed. Be over. See, here's the real thing we should be fighting for. You know, Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Yay, Indigenous Peoples Day. Otherwise known as Columbus. Columbus Day. Now, they don't like to say Columbus Day because, you know, he he brought smallpox blankets. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. However, he wasn't a saint. But I want you to name the saints today. Can you please tell me which leader is a saint, which... Which person is out there running a country or doing work for a country that should be sainted today? Can you show that person to me? In Norway, in Sweden, in Denmark, in any of these so-called places that are socialist, which aren't. Who should be sainted today? Right before the Civil War, there was an argument between which was the founding of our country. Which was the real, which was the beginning of America? Was it Jamestown or was it the Pilgrims? And you can make a strong case for both. Right before the Civil War, America chose Plymouth. That is where our country started. Plymouth, not Jamestown. Now, why do you say that? One of the reasons why the pilgrims didn't want to come was because of Jamestown. It was a bloody mess. Anytime anybody ever came here, they were killed. Or in Jamestown, it ended up in cannibalism. Because that was just another explorer. When, When Columbus left Spain, he had the spirit of Plymouth with him. But soon as he arrived, the gold bug just consumed him ego money power it consumed him jamestown they came for the gold and the riches plymouth those people came to start something new to found a new jerusalem a new zion a new place where people could be safe and worship god they made the longest running treaty with the native americans our thanksgiving is to commemorate the thanks the thanksgiving that we gave not only to god but the native americans who helped the pilgrims they worked together the problem with our nation right now is is not washington dc it is us we have chosen whether we know it or not we have chosen jamestown We are here. The NBA is a great example. We are here to make money. We're not here to stand for anything. We're not here to stand for what is right, stand against evil, speak against evil. No, no, no. We're here to make money. We're here to take money and give it to other people. That's Jamestown. So my fight is to get the truth out and we try to do that and i'm 
spending the time I wanted to do that thing right now. We'll bump it to the top of next hour by playing the whistleblower and show you what we learned yesterday from an inside source that was there with the Ukrainian prosecutors, was there with the, um, the Ukrainian embassy, was, was told by the Ukrainian embassy to help the DNC operative find dirt on Donald Trump. That's part of my fight. But I want to know the truth on that. And I'll expose the truth, but then it's up to you. It's up to you. Can you share that? Have you shared that? Have you explained that? Have you gotten together with friends and said, hey, let's really understand this and let's be really calm. And how can we how can we share this with our friends? How can we get this word out? Because if this is allowed to stand, there is no republic. If the media believes that they can win and silence truth, there is no republic. Ten years ago when we first started the blaze, we would not have been able to make the impact. Millions of views. Millions of views. Of the chalkboard we put together, millions of views. Wasn't possible 10 years ago, but now it's in your hand. The other thing, the other, th- the other side is really very personal. We're not going to change it from the top. Nothing changed from the top. The American Revolution wasn't from the top. The American Revolution was from the very bottom. A bunch of farmers that didn't have a chance. They went to war with a rake, literally a rake and no shoes. That wasn't that wasn't them standing around. The people who who elongated the war, quite honestly, were the Americans that stood around and said, you don't have a chance. What are you doing? I hope to God I'm never in the space, Alex, that you are. And I don't denigrate that space. I understand there are times that I get into that space. But nothing happens. Nothing happens if you remain in that space. The biggest thing you can do is you can choose in your own personal life. Is it Jamestown? Am I here for the money, the success, the job, the prestige, the the titles that the world may give me? Am I here for that? Or am I willing to sacrifice it all because I want Plymouth? I want common decency. You know, the, the pilgrims tried socialism. Most people will never teach that because they're, they're too busy teaching that they were evil. So how could evil people ever want socialism? And you want to talk about an upside-down question. They tried it. It didn't work, even with a group of people that got together and said, we are all in this together. It didn't work. But they had the same passion that so many people that are 30 today have. People who are 20 today have. Can't we just all work together? Can't we just try to help each other? Yes, you can. But not if you denigrate Jamestown and refuse to look at the truth of Plymouth. 
Gosh, Alex, I hope you heard that. Because you said, I wouldn't have the guts to respond. I hope it was satisfactory to you. One thing worth its weight in gold is peace of mind. We spend a lot of time away from home between our job and everything else that we do on a regular basis. And we're home very little, especially during the week. Well, it's not at night usually when people break in. It's usually during the day. I want you to I want you to get the state of the art best in the business monitoring system for your home and it is simply safe. There's no contract, no hidden fees, there's no fine print. Simply Safe provides you with amazing around the clock monitoring both inside and outside for $15 a month. Now imagine how much better you'd feel knowing that there is one less major thing to have in your life that you have to worry about all the time. Simply Safe is the way to go. Simply Safe, a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com, get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value, and you'll have eyes on your home 24/7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenbeck program. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I want to talk to you about the two million burglaries that are reported every year. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. I mean, burglaries are happening all the time. And I think the reason why people don't have a security system in their home is because the security companies suck. They got all kinds. You've got people coming into your house. They're going to drill holes in your wall. Hello, Mr. 1972. That's why Simply Safe is just tearing this business apart. It is growing so incredibly fast and it is the best in industry. There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print, no drilling holes or stringing wires. Around the clock monitoring is $15 a month and you can cancel any time. When other home security systems are triggered, police assume it's a false alarm and it goes to the bottom of the list. But with using Simply Safe and their video verification technology, they can visually confirm that the break-in is happening and that gets the police there from 45 minutes instead to 7 minutes. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now at simplysafe.com/glen. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value, and you'll get the 24-7 monitoring and video evidence if somebody's trying to get into your house. So get your free HD security camera at simplysafe.com/glen. That's simplysafe.com/glen. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Uh, last night uh, we had um, the debate going on, and when they got to gun control, it was it was fascinating to hear. Especially if you go into the time tunnel, 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 and you go back in time and you listen to what they used to say about taking away people's guns and what they're saying now. Listen to this little montage we put together. No one's going to come and take my gun. No one's going to take anyone's gun. Are you suggesting that the notion that uh, we are creating a plot to take everybody's guns away so that 
We can impose martial but, law. But there's certainly a is lot of a people. conspiracy? Yes, there's, that is a conspiracy. They want to create the fear that the government is actually going to come after guns because that helps sell more guns, and it has across the country. This is why the NRA puts up videos that try to scare Americans. They go to emotions. They go to fear. You know, uh, people want to take away your guns. Nobody wants to take away people's guns. So there is no ban on guns. No one's banning the gun. No one's taking my shotguns. So uh, a lot of conservatives say, oh, these uh, libs, they want to get rid of all the guns. Please, please do not, you know, if some of you, you know, are watching certain television stations or listening to certain radio programs, please do not believe this notion that somehow I'm out to take everybody's guns away. And I'm not here to repeal the Second Amendment. I'm not here to take away your guns. Now, if you own an AR-15, keep it. Continue to use it responsibly. Hey, Hell yes, Beto. we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. We should have a law that bans these weapons, and we should have a reasonable period in which people can turn in these weapons. They're going to say if you give them bump stock, it's going to be a slippery slope. I certainly hope so. Congress does not have the courage to act. None on this. I think there's no compromise. This is one we have to just push and push and push and push. Don't know what the motivation is. Do not yet know the firearms that were used or how they acquired them. But we do know this is up. Kind of amazing uh, how quickly they have changed. Uh, most of those were the the thens were from, you know, 2015, 2016, just a few short years later. You hell right, damn right, we're coming for your guns. But remember, they're the moderates. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, if you're looking to uh, buy or sell a home, I want to turn you on to realestateagentsitrust.com. Um, they will, well, they will really help you. The other thing that if you're looking to buy a home, American financing, I mean, that's a one, two punch. You got the great real estate agent and you have American financing and American financing. They work for you. Equity is on the rise. Rates are low. Prices are affordable and your dream home may be within reach. Maybe it's your first home, your next home or your forever home. Stay where you are, Jason. I need you on the next half. Um, I recommend American Financing. If you can call them at 800-906-2440, within 10 minutes, they can you know find the right loan for you or at least be able to put you on that path. There's no upfront fees. There's no pressure, none of that. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Go there now, AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them at the number at the bottom of the screen. Okay, our whistleblower and what we learned yesterday. Uh, coming up next. Moody's forecast has just come out and predict a 2020 win for Donald Trump. We'll have some more on that. Also, Mike Rowe is going to join us. 
But I want to start with something that happened yesterday. We had a Ukrainian whistleblower, a guy who has been talking about this since 2016, and no one would listen to him. We had him uh, via Skype yesterday for a um, for an interview that you're going to hear the whole thing on Saturday for the podcast. But we learned an awful lot about what was going on with the Democrats and Ukraine. This is the uh, the first time that uh, we've had a chance to talk to somebody one on one that was actually involved and and known in that line of that chalkboard to see what was happening. We're going to. We'll tip our hand a bit on uh, some things that we learned and show you what he said and why it makes a huge difference. We'll do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I want you to stop what you're doing for a minute and just listen. Not to, not to, not to me, just listen. When you Every time you move, does that chair make a creaking noise? You know what that sound is? That's the sound of your chiropractor cashing in every time every time every time you wince with back uh, pain a massage therapy student gets their diploma and a chiropractor gets their wings you need uh the greatest chair and it's not a back chair it's just a great office chair uh, it's an x chair and it's what i'm sitting in right now it's what all of us are sitting in right now it is so comfortable it has 10 different adjustments on this thing it is the best back support I've I've ever had in a chair. The only thing it doesn't do is massage, which I'm just saying, X chair, I want to throw one of those in. Xchairbeck.com. Go and find the chair that is right for you. Uh, they have one for all wallets. They they even have, you know, uh, financing. So you can finance it for 18 months, and it's like 24 bucks a month. Um, but it is well worth, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just sit in it. If you don't love it, they have to pay for the shipping back. So ship it back if you don't love it. If it's not everything I say it is, but I'm telling you, nobody ships them back because they are really that comfortable. It's X-Chair. Go to xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com, or call 844-4X-Chair, 844-4X-Chair, or xchairbeck.com. Get $100 off right now. Use the promo code BECK. You also get a free set of the new X-Wheels at xchairbeck.com. So if you watched our uh, timeline chalkboard um, of this Ukrainian scandal, you saw several things that stuck out. Uh, you saw that a woman named Chalupa, her last name Chalupa, um, was probably the first person to say Russia's involved. Um, and she did this long before anybody else. She also was uh, working with the Ukrainian embassy to get dirt on Donald Trump. She was also working uh, with Michael Isikoff uh, from Yahoo News. And uh, she was also working at the same time that the Steele dossier was being compiled. Now, they just say she's a soccer mom. But we had somebody on last night that worked at the Ukrainian embassy who she introduced herself to, and then later the Ukrainian ambassador also said she is an operative for the DNC 
And we have to work with her because after the election, they'll be very helpful uh, to us. We want to make sure that we have this as a strong relationship. The DNC, because they were helping Hillary Clinton. They thought Hillary Clinton would be would be um, uh, uh, voted in and it turned around. Now, there's also something else. There's also that story about Joe Biden uh, firing the really, really dirty prosecutor general. Well, there's a guy who plays a role in both of those. He was there and he witnessed both of them. He's a Ukrainian. Uh, Andre, what's his last name, uh, Jason? Teloshenko. Teloshenko. Andre Teloshenko. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he was over in Europe. And I talked to him for about 90 minutes, just doing some basic questioning uh, about what do you know? What do we have right? What do we have wrong? Where should we be looking? What what happened with you? I want to show you uh, three Three clips here of of Andre talking about how Shokin, the guy that uh, Joe Biden got fired, was not corrupt, according to him. Now, he worked for Shokin, but he left Shokin's employ in about, what, four months or five months in because he disagreed with his policies and what he wanted to focus on. But he he didn't quit because of corruption or being dirty or anything else. So he says Shokin was not corrupt. The reason why he was fired is because the Soros NGO was protesting and there was pressure from Soros to get Shokin removed. Listen to what he said. I want to make sure I understand this because this is something that the American media will never cover, and that is... You say that it was from day one, the George Soros organization that was that wanted him out. Why would they want him? Out? Why would they want him out? That was the question we were asking them. We came out to the protesters. I was the one who actually coordinated communication with the protesters on his behalf, on the prosecutor general's behalf, asking, "Look, guys, what happened? What is the story behind your protest? We were ready to cooperate." Let's go in. We'll show you what, what's needed. Let's get involved together. You are the NGOs. You're our member organizations. Let's cooperate together and fight corruption. We, we invited them to the prosecutor's office, and they still, after that, even got worse in protesting all over Facebook, all over pro- physical protests, every day by the prosecutor's office. And nobody knew at the time what was they were doing, what was their agenda. But their agenda was, at the end, as we see today, is the Burisma investigation against uh, Burisma money laundering money and Hunter Biden being involved in it. That's the main thing we see today as their narrative, because at that time, we didn't understand what their narrative was. Okay, let me bring in uh, Jason Buttrill, who is our uh, chief researcher. He is a guy who was former military intelligence and has been tracking this story down. The significance of what he just said. That's amazing. Um, well, I mean, it completely dismantles a lot of what the Obama administration was saying about uh, the entire thing with Shokin. Um, we we found in our own research uh, that pretty much basically what he's saying as well. We found in our research that Shokin was kind of like confused. He was like, you did. And this was in a uh, European court that he had said, you guys haven't brought any charges against me. Like you didn't even give any examples of how I'm corrupt. 
please tell me how I'm corrupt. And they never gave it. They were just like, sorry, you're gone. And so it was so. So it was it was the NGO on the ground, the Soros sponsored NGO that was saying that Shokin was corrupt. It's it's kind of like now where, you know, Donald Trump did something with Russia. What? What did he do? But they didn't even do an investigation. It was the it was the NGO that was on the ground with Soros money that were creating this image that he was corrupt. Once he was fired, he was fired. And and our guest said pretty clearly uh, fired for Burisma, not for corruption, fired for Burisma. They never brought any charges. They never in, did any investigation whatsoever of Shokin. They they never did anything except cut him loose. How fascinating is this? Because we've talked about top-down, bottom-up strategies. This is top-down from the Obama administration going bottom-up, right to the right to the source in the streets. Street protests. Like, that, 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 that was amazing right there where he just said, I don't think that's even been released, is they wanted to. This is the first time I think we're hearing this. They wanted to work. Shokin's office wanted to work with this NGO. I'm like, sure, this is Soros-funded, whatever. Look, let's help each other out here. Let's both fight corruption is what he was saying. That right. was their offer. But they, but uh, the NGO doubled down, and instead of working with them, s- took to the streets and started protesting. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so the other thing, it was very, very clear and um, and almost sad when you looked at it from the Ukrainian point of view, which he did. He's a Ukrainian. Uh, he lived here in the United States for a while. So he... You know, understands the United States, understands how things work here, but is Ukrainian. And he talked about how he just, you know, his country didn't want to be ruled by the Soviet Union and it didn't want to be ruled by the United States. It wants its own independence. And the United States came in and said, you're going to play ball our way. And he said they dictated everything that we did. And he talked about how there was this meeting that is in our timeline that Barack Obama set up at the White House. And he asked the, you know, the National Anti-Corruption Bureau, they call it uh, NABU, um, but it was something that the White House dictated. You have to set this bureau up and it's an anti-corruption bureau. What you find out later in the timeline is that the head of the anti-corruption bureau goes to court and and is convicted of interfering in our election. So it was, again, something that the White House dictated to them. This is what you're going to prosecute. This is what you're not going to prosecute. We told you that he brought in Obama brought in all of these prosecutors and it wasn't for what they thought. Well, this is the guy who set that meeting up with the White House and listen to what he says about that meeting. Were you present or involved in in that meeting being set up, and were you there when when it happened? Um, yes, I was. I was uh, asked to help organize uh, that meeting also because it was part of my duty to the embassy, and it was as being involved in the prosecutor's office in Ukraine before the ambassador asked me to involved in that meeting. But the interesting thing is, it was I was involved in two meetings out of a week long of meetings with the NABU, the, the Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, and the uh, Fighting the Corruption Bureau of Ukraine. And then I was blocked from attending any other meeting, which was 
basically a shop for the embassy, and this never happened before. Okay, wait, it wait, wait. Actually, happened. I didn't. I didn't understand. I. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. It was a shock. You were also involved in what? I was. I wasn't. I wasn't that meeting. I was. I was helped to organize that meeting. But then, after because they were not only this meeting in the White House, they had members of meetings within the FBI and DOJ. Right. They're talking about corruption as they stop in Ukraine. But I was blocked. The Ukrainian embassy in Washington was blocked from attending any of those other meetings after the first meeting with the White House. So the what he said here, in case you didn't follow it, is he was the guy that the Obama administration reached out to the embassy and said, hey, we want to have a anti-corruption meeting with the DOJ. We'll have it at the White House, and then we'll have some more additional meetings uh, with the DOJ later in the day, and we'll go for a week. And so this is common. They do these kinds of things all the time. So they brought everybody in, but what was not common was he is the official representative of the embassy. Um, the ambassador is the is the person that is representing the president of Ukraine and the country. And they always attend these meetings. That is the political arm to make sure that everything is on the up and up. Well, he was invited to, and so was the ambassador, to the White House meeting. But when it came to the DOJ, without any discussion at all, they banned all people from the embassy from going in and the reason why this is important is because this is where when they came out people told him we were told to basically spy on donald trump significance of this audio this 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 is amazing to me because this meeting as described in 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 work from like people like john solomon was originally supposed to be like, hey, let's just get together, shake hands, and you know, w- learn about how we can work with one another. Mm-hmm. And that was that was what the Ukrainians thought when they walked in. They were looking for a partnership. But what they found out later, after during these two secret meetings, allegedly, was that it had nothing at all to do with uh, working with each other. They wanted this to be secret. They wanted this part to be clandestine. And this had everything to do with trying to influence the 2016 election. We'll tell you how that happened here with more audio in just a second. Also, Mike Rowe is coming up in just a moment. I told you yesterday, 80% of gun crimes in this country turn out to be committed by people who either got their gun illegally or got it from a friend or family member. 80%. And while the conclusion is hopefully pretty obvious to you and me, it's definitely not obvious to the people who are running for president on the Democratic side. Decades ago, the concept of losing our Second Amendment right was a joke. Uh, Just four years ago, the Democrats said it was a conspiracy theory. Well, did you watch the debates last night? Because it's not. This is why the USCCA wants you to take your own self-defense and the defense of your family and your, your Second Amendment and Tenth Amendment and Fifth Amendment rights seriously. When you join the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, you're going to get instant access to industry-leading self-defense education, training, and legal protection. Plus, they're giving law-abiding citizens like you up to 17 guns for free every day this month. If you just text GLEN to the number 87222, you can claim your free entries to win. It's 100% secure. A secure confirmation text is going to be sent. That's G-L-E-N-N, Glenn, to the number 87222. Glenn, to the number 87222. If you need more information or rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. 
All right, so I asked him point blank, was the Obama administration directing the Ukrainians to get dirt on the Trump campaign? I want you to listen to what he says here. And Mr. Sitnik, I was uh, in contact with him prior for a couple of years, and he used to just brag about how he goes to the U.S. Embassy in Kiev and reports to them twice a week on what was going on and takes orders from them. And he talks about it publicly, and I think there's also reporting that are online, but he used to do this to everybody. He just brag about how he's in bed with basically the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. And they're telling him what to do. So that's uh, not a secret here in Ukraine, but nobody's reporting about this in the U.S. Okay, so now Sitnik, so you know, this is the audio tape. Remember we played, if we have a piece of it, we played that audio tape um, on the uh, TV show to show you what what sent someone to jail uh, or got them convicted uh, for tampering in U.S. elections. Um, it was a secret audio tape, and it was it was Sitnik's voice on it. Now, who is Sitnik? Sitnik is the guy who is the head of the National Anti-Corruption Bureau that the Obama administration insisted that they set up with the United States. Who was also at the meeting that we just talked about yes. in D.C. Uh, it is, it's quite remarkable uh, how much is being left on the table and how much the media is just dismissing. Now, I can't vouch for this guy. I can tell you that his his reporting or his recollection and his testimony um, syncs up with a lot that we already knew. He he also and are we going to play this tonight on TV? Do you know uh, we're going to play any of the Chalupa stuff? Yeah, th- there's so much stuff we're looking at putting in tonight that you have to listen on Saturday because there's so much there. But we're picking out two things today to talk about on TV. Chalupa is one of the big ones. Okay, so this is we've already talked about Chalupa. If you're missing the five o'clock show, you miss one, you miss a lot. Um, this is critical that you understand uh, because it is going to come down to uh, a fight in the end on do you impeach him or not impeach him? And if you don't know, A, what the other side is telling you, and you don't know where they're wrong, where they're right, and what's really going on, you can't defend the president. You can't defend the Constitution. You can't defend the DNC if you want to defend the DNC. You have to know what's really going on. Uh, Tonight... We have a few more clips uh, from this interview, and Chalupa plays a big role. She's the one that the press is just saying, no, she wasn't working for the DNC. Um, That's not true, and she was just doing this on her own time. Really? Because this guy uh, says that she was introduced to him at the Ukrainian embassy as a DNC operative. And he actually lost his gig at the uh, Ukrainian embassy because he wouldn't go along with it. He's like, no, this is wrong. This is wrong for us and wrong for them as well. This is dirty. Not going to do it. And he says the ambassador said, you don't understand. This will be good for us uh, after this next election because Hillary will be in and we'll get all kinds of special favors. We're just growing our relationship closer. And he refused to do it. He started speaking out, and nobody would listen to him in 2016. 
Now I'm fascinated to hear what he had to say. Did you have any red flags go off? This is the first time we've talked to him. Do you have any red flags go off in your head, Jason? Everything, like you, like you said just now, everything syncs up with what we've got, what, what people like Sol- John Solomon has uncovered. This guy's credible. I mean, it's a fact that he was employed at these places. That's yeah. fact. That's and, and, fact. And pretty high ranking. I yeah. mean, he was the assistant to the prosecutor general. Yep. Uh, two of them, in fact. He was also, I think, assistant to the prime minister of Ukraine. Uh, and, and, and then also high ranking in the embassy. He's not a nobody. He's not a janitor. No, I mean, the rest of the media will not. He even says in this, in this interview that you did with him that he did an, an interview with another mainstream outlet, but they just didn't run it because it didn't go with their narrative. I mean, you can imagine if this was on the other side, like think about how many times they put Michael Avenatti on. Yeah. Not this guy. Right. You'll see him on The Blaze tonight, 5 o'clock. Make sure you subscribe now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You'll enjoy finding out what outlet is that is. Program? <laughs> yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. You really mm-hmm. will. Not the one I think you think either. Uh, do you remember the old Neil Young song, uh, Long May You Run? Song is literally about a man uh, hoping that his car is going to keep running for a good long time. Uh, looks like Mr. Young had the same kind of experiences that uh, we've all had with our cars, and he didn't know how to fix the car when it you know went down, and he didn't have Car Shield. So maybe I guess if you're a songwriter, don't get Car Shield. Everybody else, you should get Car Shield. Used to hate worrying about everything associated with car repairs, the cost, the downtime, the inconvenience. When you have a car with, you know, 150,000 miles on it, it doesn't have warranty. Every time you, t- you take it in just for anything, you're like, oh, geez, what is this going to cost? Now you can have your favorite mechanic or the dealership do all the work. But if there's a problem, CarShield has you covered. They provide 24-7 roadside assistance, a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. And they cover. you don't even have to wait for a check. They cover the repair. Anything that is covered in the warranty on with your you know, CarShield extended warranty, you got it. It's CarShield, 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000 or carshield.com, promo code BECK. Coming up next, Mike Rowe is going to be on the program. Also, make sure you watch the uh, clips of the interview tonight, blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. In 30 minutes, I'm going to be taking your phone calls on any topics. Uh, If you want to talk about the whistleblower that we just uh, played audio of, an update on uh, what what is happening with the impeachment and Ukraine and that story, we can talk about that. Also, love to hear from you on what you think is, is happening with the debate and politics and all that. It's open. You can just call 888-727-BECK, get in line now, talk to our screeners, and we will uh, do that just in about 30, 35 minutes from now, 888-727-BECK. Most people, I think, know him for his opera and opera singing. Uh, He also did some television, I hear. It's Mike Rowe. Uh, welcome to the program, Mike. How are you? Glad I'm swell, thanks, You're swell. but not swollen. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I, I'm a little puffy. I'm a little puffy. Are you? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ran you into know, a beehive, and uh, either that or I just eat too much. <laughs> uh, you have a new book called the uh, The Way I Heard It, and um, and I want to talk to you about that. But first of all, just good to see you again. Good to hear from you. 
How are, how's Likewise. life going? Life is good. You know, it's uh, it's a bit like falling down the stairs, making all kinds of progress, taking some bumps and bruises on the way. But uh, overall, I'd be a fool to complain. Yeah. How's your mom? She's great. Thank good. you. She just Same. finished her second book. She's now officially insufferable, getting <laughs> an agent, crazy. you know, all of it. It's, it's all crazy. Micro in our New York Blaze uh, studios. Uh, This book is, you're actually living in many ways the life I would love to live, Mike. Uh, And that is paying homage to uh, Paul Harvey, who is a hero of mine. And I understand he was a hero of yours. The book's dedicated to him. It wouldn't have happened without him. And uh, I know we've talked about this before, but... You know, I was I was trying to figure out the right intro for the book, and I was thinking about a true story that happened to me uh, back in the 80s where I, I was late for a flight, and I had driven to BWI Airport, and I knew I could make it to the gate. You know, this is before TSA went crazy and, and 9-11 and everything else. I had about 35 minutes, but I couldn't get out of the car because I was stuck to my seat. And I was stuck to my seat because Paul Harvey was in mm-hmm. the middle of the rest of the story. And I truly, I had to sit there until I heard the magic words, you know. And now you know the, the rest, rest of, of the story. story. Yeah. So the, the way I heard it is, um, is the same basic format. It, it started as, a, as an attempt to compress time on planes. So I, I wrote most of these on planes and in diners here and there. And, uh, and that's, that's how it started. It, it, it was a hobby that got a little out of hand, and, and now it's a book. So who does your research? You know, Paul Harvey, most people don't know this, but he would come in in Chicago. He would come in in the dark. He had to do about 20 minutes of broadcast, 25 minutes of broadcast a day. But he would come in early in the morning in the dark, and he wouldn't leave uh, until at least 6 o'clock at night every day of his life. He, he struggled for yeah struggled for every word that he pounded out himself on the typewriter. No, it's extraordinary, but but it was the suit and tie part that killed me. You know, the guy's in radio, <laughs> and he he dressed like right. a news anchor, right? And he took, you know, he took his opinion and commentary really really seriously, and and that kind of storytelling combined with that kind of a voice. Um, Look, I could never hope to fill his shoes, but following in his footsteps has really been an honor. And this yeah. this podcast has has found an audience, and I'm you know I'm tickled to death by that. And uh, you know I don't I don't think I told you this before, but not long after the podcast started, I got a letter from his son Paul Harvey Jr., who who wrote a lot of the rest of the story. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, no, you know, he's listened to it. There's going to be a cease and desist. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be an injunction. <laughs> yeah. He wrote and he told me that uh, his father was no doubt looking down and giving two enthusiastic thumbs up. And he included a really generous check to my foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, as compliments go, Glenn, you know, I know you've been paid similar compliments, but that's that's about as high as the cotton gets. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm never going to be in the uh, Radio Hall of Fame because of Paul Harvey. Uh, I was hosting the national broadcast for the induction ceremony for Radio Hall of Fame. I've never told this story on the air. Stu's looking at me like, don't tell the story. I don't care anymore. Don't do it. Um, but uh, I was uh, I was asked to do the broadcast for the induction ceremony. It's a national nationwide broadcast. And 
And uh, so I agreed to it. And the guy from the from the museum uh, uh, came up to me with like four minutes to go. And he said, we're running early. You're going to need to fill for like three minutes. And I, he said, can you do it? And I said, uh, yeah. And then they went five, four, three. And I walked out and I had to fill for three minutes. And in the time that he said, "Do you can you fill?" and me saying, "Yeah," I remembered that Paul Harvey was in the front row, and oh boy! And I said, um, "Let me just say this on a personal note: um, it's a dream come true. I'm standing here on stage in Chicago in front of Mr. Paul Harvey, and sir, it is you that uh, introduced me to the magic of radio." It was you. When I was eight years old, I heard your voice say, Chicago O'Hare, 288 dead. And I said I could smell the smoke of the plane. I could hear the sirens. And it's that that convinced me that the power of storytelling in radio is unlike any other. From Chicago, good night. Okay, that's how I did it. I walk off stage and the guy comes up to me and he says, you son of a bitch. And I said, what? He said, you will never be in the Hall of Fame. Never for what you just did. And I said, what did I do? He said, you knew sitting at the table is the head guy who was the CEO of Eastern Airlines on that crash. And I said, how the hell would I even know that? And so this guy who was the CEO of that, had that wound opened up. And all I'm trying to do is, A, fill and say something nice about Paul Harvey. So, thanks, Paul. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> yeah, that that is a terrific story. Yeah. By way of comparison, I can only offer this: as I sat in the long-term parking at BWI yeah. in 1985, listening to Paul Harvey, I finally got to hear the magic words and the rest of the story. Ran to the gate and missed my flight by 90 seconds. Was it Eastern so, Airlines? <laughs> what is wrong with you, Pat? You can't... Uh No, uh, it wasn't. It it was in fact uh, United, and uh, and and the plane was still there, Glenn. I could see it, but they had closed the gate, and it was one of the first arguments I ever had in public that I that I felt like I needed to apologize for because I kind of lost it. They they yeah. literally pointed to the plane and said, "No, it's gone," and I and I pointed to the plane and said. But I see it. And I said, no, it's gone. <laughs> no, it's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Yeah. No, uh, it's so gone. The, the book, tell me, tell me your favorite story in the book. Well, it started as a collection of 50 of these Harvey-esque tales. But what happened was I, we cut it down to 35 because my mother, having read it, said, look, these are all terrific, Michael. But, you know, it's a very lazy way to write a book, just putting stories together that you've already read on your podcast. And I said, well, thanks, mother. What do you suggest? And she said, well, how about a little connective tissue in between these these uh, biographies? So I started trying to answer the question, why did I write about whoever it was I just mm-hmm. wrote about? And I tried to make that answer somehow rhyme with an event from my own misspent youth. And what what came out was kind of an accidental memoir. So the book itself goes back and forth between autobiography and biography, mystery and memoir. So you get the rest of the story kind of thing tempered with my own take on why it is I think I might have written about a famous person who I've never met. 
Mike, how has your life changed since you you left a regular TV show? I mean, you had lots of money in the bank and you uh, didn't even I think you owned a toothbrush, but really nothing Mm -hmm. else. You were always traveling. Have you settled down? What is what is your life like now? Well, I still have access to literally hundreds of dollars, Glenn. Um, and uh, <laughs> wow! And I and Good I still travel. I was on the road last year about 220 days. Uh, the MicroWorks Foundation happily has exploded. We're 11 years old now. That's We've uh, given over five million dollars in work ethic scholarships to kids who are willing to learn a skill and master a trade. As legacies go, from dirty jobs, I'm I'm awfully proud of that. Yeah. Uh, there's a show on Facebook called Returning the Favor that's a straight-up, unapologetic celebration of bloody do-gooderism that now has 400 million views. Proud of that. Um, Somebody's Got to Do It, which followed Dirty Jobs, found a home for a couple of years inexplicably on CNN, and then against what I'm sure you'll agree are impossible broadcast odds, wound up becoming the number one show on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. That's amazing. So... That's that. It's simply not possible. And now this podcast has 120 million downloads, and it's become a book that I'm told is going to do well. And so, look, I I'm I'm embarrassingly fortunate and uh, still busy, still brushing my teeth, and uh, still <laughs> earning more than I spend. Yeah, good, good, good. All right, yeah. sounds great. Thanks. Mike, great talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, hey, and I haven't ruined my career yet in the National Broadcasting Hall of Fame, so there's still time for that, too. Okay, all right. Because you're one. an inspiration. <laughs> because you are an inspiration. Oh, that's right. I'm an inspiration. Okay. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. Mike Rowe, hey, the name Glenn, of, thanks a lot. You bet. The name of the book is The Way I Heard It by Mike Rowe. It's available everywhere today. All right. Uh, David was a huge fan of golf. Huge. Uh, however, there came a time when David was no longer able to play golf because of the extreme and frequent pain that he had in his hand and his right knee. He had to give up golf, and that was bad enough, but he was in pain all the time and desperate to find anything that worked. That's when he discovered Relief Factor, and like I think most people, he was skeptical, but he decided to give it a try. Within two days, David could hold a golf club again. Within two days. Within a couple of weeks, he's back on the links, playing as well as he ever did before. He's not skeptical anymore, neither am I, because I had exactly the same experience. And so have thousands of Americans. Please, just try Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. But try it for three weeks. Take it as they direct and see if there's not a huge difference in your pain. Relief Factor, the easy way to ease your pain and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com You're listening to Glenn Beck.
Hey, a couple of things, uh, show notes. Uh, one, we're going to be doing a call-in show here in about 15 minutes. If you would like to be on uh, the uh, show, and just we're just going to have an open conversation. We'll talk about anything that you want to talk about, 888-727-BECK. You call in right now, and uh, we'll get you lined up to, uh, to uh, talk to me. I really would like to hear what you're thinking about, what your position is on on all kinds of things. So whatever you want to talk about, 888-727-BECK. Um, also, our Mercury One Ball is happening a week from this Saturday, October 26th. Tanya and I are hosting it. Uh, we have a silent auction, and I think that just went live. Um, do you know? Can we find that, the uh, silent auction? Uh, we have a silent auction, uh, all kinds of things up to bid on. This is all to raise money for Mercury One and this pays for the salaries and the phone calls and the flights and everything else that we have to do to be able to um, efficiently move uh, uh, these huge projects together. Because when we say, I'm going to raise X number of dollars for food and water for this hurricane, those dollars have to go for food and water for that hurricane, 100%. So we need to be able to have another fundraiser every year. And I, I like to do it by offering you something of value. Uh, so we have this great ball. Everybody is going to be there. And you can find out uh, more about it at uh, Mercury One dot org slash m1 ball uh but also um we have a silent auction uh, going on right now so if you can't make it do you know the address of the silent auction uh i think if you just go to mercury one slash m1 ball it'll probably have that um it'll probably have that uh in but we're going to announce some things uh, at the uh, gala this year that i think is very very exciting uh and we'd love to have you there you can buy a table uh, you can become a sponsor. You can make a donation, whatever you'd like to do. But I'd love to have you there. Mercuryone.org slash M1Ball. It's a week from Saturday. We do it once a year, and we'd love to have you there. Uh, let me get into um, uh, Beto and guns. Uh, here's what he said. Here's what he said last night uh, about taking people's guns. Congressman, you just made it clear that you don't know how this is actually going to take weapons off the streets. If you can develop the plan further, I think we can have a debate about it. But we can't wait. People are dying in the streets right now. We can't wait for universal background checks that we finally have a shot to actually get through. We can't wait to ban the sale of new weapons and high-capacity magazines so we don't wind up with millions more of these things on the street. Okay, stop. We can't... Research shows, on the left, research shows the fastest way to start a civil war is to take people's guns. Listen to what Buttigieg is saying here. Uh, Beto, you're not going far enough fast enough. We can't wait. We can't wait to pass this law. Passing this law is not so long. Uh, Changing the Constitution takes a long time. If they can't wait to pass a law which would then go through the courts and be found unconstitutional. But if they can't wait to do that, they certainly can't wait to follow the Constitution. And that is the point of our system, to slow people down from feeling emotional and doing something that takes away people's rights. And he was described as the moderate one. Incredible. They had a nice little battle about that. And the fact that you have someone saying, well, we're not going to go door to door and confiscate the guns it would be great we can have a debate if you if you if you develop the policy further that's now the moderate position of the democratic party 
It's just someone, he wants all the same policies, but he's saying he's not going to confiscate the guns. They're going to have a, uh, what was, it was a uh, voluntary buyback system, which is is fantastic. Uh, What happened in New Jersey? Didn't they do a, uh, didn't they do a voluntary buyback and a turn in of the bump stocks? uh, Bump stocks, yeah. Yeah, How many did they get? Because I know they had a real problem in New Jersey. They had to buy that big storage facility. Yeah. Yeah, uh, They got um, zero. Zero. Zero people turned them in. But the full zero. Right. Mm-hmm. Every one of the zeros. Every one of them. Yeah. This is the Glenbeck Program.